Hello and welcome to another episode of Space Time Taco. I'm your host, Chris, with... Nate. Oh, he's so loud in my ear. Um, <laughs> why? Uh, hey, Nate, how are you doing today? Ah! Uh, yeah, I guess you've explained everything, and I'm not going to have you re-explain it, because that didn't sound fun to think about. Um, it's like if Miserable was a person, and they beat up like another person whose name was also sad and then i don't know i don't know where i was going with that but yeah it's bad okay <laughs> i get it um yeah you know it's been bad times all around nothing like bad 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 but bad but bad enough and then i gotta be honest like i looking at the playing section i don't think i, I can't think of a game i've been playing <laughs> I haven't played anything new is the thing. Everything that we've everything that I have played, I've either streamed sometime this week. Yeah. Or I've talked about on the podcast before. The only thing I tried to play today was Metro twenty thirty three because I got it on a PC a while ago. And it looks great on PC. Mm-hmm. But uh then I dealt with a bunch of shit today, so I didn't even have time to play it. Oh yeah. <clears throat> um I know I got a list of shit I would like to play. Uh I know I'm on the fence about picking up a copy of Valheim. Is that the name of it? Valheim, yeah. Yeah. Um, I've got a couple of friends that are playing that and are into it. Uh, My one friend is... They just started playing... Mm -hmm. uh, Apex Legends. So I'm like, I could get back into that. That game is fun. Um, Apex is pretty fun. Yeah. It, ha- nope. it straddles the line for me of being a serious, quote-unquote, okay. serious uh, Battle Royale game, but also has fun, crazy shit in it. I think you like I think you like Apex more than other Battle Royales because you like characters. Yeah. And that's what Apex has in spades, is just different characters to play. It's personality. Um... I like no. Valheim is unique in that. Well, Valheim is your typical survivor survival crafter game, but it's unique in the fact that the world you were dropped into has lore, like right off the bat, and you can learn what that lore is. Mm-hmm. Um, it also is separated into very much leveling up, gearing up, and then taking down bosses to sort of expand and explore the world. Um. It's interesting. You have friends playing it right now. We have. I have friends playing it who have their own dedicated server now. Um, you can play the game completely solo as well. So okay. that's a experience in and of itself. Um, yeah. You do not have to play it with other people on your server at all. So, uh, it's interesting. I would like to try it as well. Um, I'm still looking at more footage of it to see if it justifies the cost. How much? I also need another hard drive for my computer. I believe it's thirty dollars. Is it? That's. Mm. It may be 30 or 20. Let me just check. No, I got you. I'm already here. Boom. boom. Val. Oh, it's 20 bucks. 20 bucks is fine. I could sing 20, 20 bucks. Um, I mean, I'm also. I, I've i been watching. I guess for some reason it's also another one of those like, hey, everybody's. Everybody's doing this now. Um, people are play, streaming. Uh, my mind just blanked on it. Um. Little Nightmares 2. 
Mm. And uh, I, what I've seen of it, it looks so fun and creepy and like everything that I like about games like Limbo and Inside. Um, so I want to go back and play Little Nightmares and then play Little Nightmares 2. Uh, although I did, quote unquote, spoil, I guess technically spoil myself. Um, Little Nightmares 2 is actually a prequel. Um, okay. Which I, I didn't know, but I happened to catch uh, Jeremy from Achievement Hunter. Uh, so I, you know, let's let's put stuff out right now. One thing, our heart and ev- our hearts and everything go out to fucking Texas right now, because uh, they have a lot of people are still without power and haven't had power for I think is it ha- it hasn't been a full week yet, right? It or- hasn't been a full week, but a lot of people the the average is most people have been for power without two days. On yeah. Average. Um. And I, I mean, I feel fucking horrible for them. Uh, but as a side effect of that, um, companies like Rooster Teeth that are completely centered in Texas uh, have cut back on, one, cut back on using power in general if they can, and two, don't have power because a handful of them just don't have power. So mm-hmm. people like things like Achievement Hunter have not been able to do their normal uploading and streaming and everything. But because of the fact that uh, Jeremy of Achievement Hunter, early on in the pandemic, he and his wife moved back to uh, Massachusetts, They he basically took over streaming, and I watched him, I think I watched almost everything that he put up that day, um, mm-hmm. and he was playing through that, and I happened to catch the chunk of the story in Little Nightmares 2 that has the reveal of, hey, this character that's been with you is the character from the first game. Um, mm. And I'm like, that's kind of awesome. Uh, <laughs> and not like, a, it's not a spoiler thing in a way that it would ruin the game in any way, because it's just, that game is fucking creepy. Um, mm. There's a a boss or a care like an enemy character. There's basically this teacher that has a huge head and an, a very, very long, stretchy neck. And she'll mm. like, when she hears you, she'll just, instead of running at you, she'll stretch her neck out and head and like (laughs) chomp at you um which resulted in one of the greatest mods i've ever seen because the end of the level you and the other the other character are climbing through vents and trying to jump out and get out of the school or whatever and uh Mm. the mod turns you and the other character into buzz and woody from toy story um (laughs) and it turns the teacher into elastigirl (laughs) Wow. So it makes perfect sense for her to have an incredibly stretchy neck. Um, <laughs> doesn't make it any less terrifying. If I can find the video, I'm going to share it. But uh, yeah, it's fucking fantastic. Um, and I don't think it's too expensive. I mean, nothing. Mm. I mean, what? Now, what, what's a. Oh, it's 30 bucks. That's not too, too bad. How much yeah. is the first one? Um is the first one on here if the first game's not on pc i'm gonna be very upset oh no first game's 20 bucks okay yeah here's this is just here's a bunch of games that we want to play instead of games that we have played (laughs) (laughs) um i don't even remember what did i stream monday did you play did we stream together on monday 
I believe we played some Did Minecraft. Did we do Minecraft? Okay. Yeah. I, could, I can't even remember. It feels so we, long we ago. We said it was going to be a Minecraft chill stream, but then we went to the nether and got our shit pushed Destroyed, in yeah. And then you had to go to bed early, and then I kind of just got sleepy, too. <laughs> yeah. It's been, like, like I said, it's been a, a little bit of a hectic time, um, especially with work. Work is not making anything fun for me right now. I just... I'm not getting any time, any downtime, basically, um, mm -hmm. which happens, and it sucks. But like I've been reading manga instead of just sitting around and watching anime or at TV. I'll usually read manga until I fall asleep. <laughs> although, yeah. although Kim and I did watch, um, and this is a newer series, and I would recommend it, highly recommend it. Uh, it's a show on Sci-Fi called Resident Alien. Mm -hmm. uh, and it stars Alan Tiddick, who is everybody's favorite voice actor from like 90% of things that Disney put out in the year 2000. I can't remember. There was a year that he did four projects for Disney in one year. Yeah. Um, Alan Tudyk was also Wash on... A fantastic Fire. show created by a piece of shit. Um, <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. He's in a lot of stuff. He's also the main villain in the first season of uh, Doom Patrol, which I also highly recommend watching Doom Patrol because that show is fucking insane. Um, <laughs> yeah, Doom Patrol is great. I don't know if you've watched any of it. It's one of the shows that came to that D weird DC streaming service that was also a comic book service, but then... Uh, <laughs> and then... HBO Max happened, and they're like, hey, we're not going to do the streaming service anymore. We're putting it all on HBO Max. Yeah. Yeah, they don't know what they're doing, I don't think. I think they have too yeah. many properties for them to know what they want to do with things. I did not know this. Um, he voiced Duke Weaselton in Zootopia. And the Duke of Wesselton in Frozen. Yes. <laughs> and the joke is, and he's called... The, they. People mistakenly call him Duke of Weaselton in, yes, and in Frozen. And then in, um, I think in they make the joke Zootopia, in Zootopia. He calls him and he yeah. goes, it's <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, this is perfect. This is the greatest thing ever. Never not have down to the good things. He was King Candy in Wreck It Ralph. Yep. He was KSO2. He KS2O. Yeah, K2SO, yeah. Uh, he was, um, oh, fuck, the fucking chicken. He was the chicken in Moana. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, like, that's just funny to me. Um, yep. uh, rapid news fire. We have no, like, we don't focus on news anymore. We just go through news really quickly. We do. We'll go back to what we're watching and stuff. I like getting news out of the way so we can just bullshit for the rest of the episode. Because bullshitting is where it's fun. Alright. Well, uh, two major events this weekend. So this far. Week, we yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you go Sorry. ahead. No, no, no. I was going to say so far. I thought you were going to say two major events have been announced from uh, BlizzCon. Oh, but no. You're just well, talking about just, BlizzCon. I'm just talking about the actual events that happened. So yeah. two major events in the gaming industry happened this week. We had Blizz Online Con. Um, Did they really call it Blizz Online Con? No, I think they called it Blizz Con Line. 
Oh, I thought Blizz it was just called Con BlizzCon. Line. Yeah, they called it BlizzCon Line. Oh my god. BlizzCon yeah. Line. Yeah, like, online, mm. but yeah, that's bad. Yes. They called it BlizzCon Line. Um, the two biggest announcements, at least for me, to come out of that were they did some Overwatch 2 stuff. They had a whole interview. Nobody cares. Um, <laughs> nobody really cared because who knows when that fucking game's coming out. They did reveal three new character designs in it, though. Um, one for Widowmaker, one for Reaper, and one for McCree. Mm-hmm. Not new no, characters. For, characters sorry, they did out. one for Farah as well. Mm. Um, so four characters. New designs for those characters, which are basically just updated, updates of their original design. Widowmaker got the biggest overhaul. Um, the other three are kind of just updates to their originals. Um, but anyway, um, Diablo 2 Resurrected. We're getting a remaster of Diablo 2, which is coming to both PC and console sometime this year. Um, so people who love the original Diablo 2, a lot of people still think it's the best Diablo released. Um, we're going to get a full remaster of that. No real details on what they're if they're changing anything or what the gameplay is going to feel like. They are doing, I believe, a closed alpha of that that people can sign up for. Yeah. Um, then we have a class announcement for the upcoming Diablo 4. They're bringing back the Rogue class. Another game that we have no idea when the fuck it's going to come out. Yeah. So, I think a lot of people are excited about that. I mean, we had things like Demon Hunter and a lot of DPS classes. But those are all ranged DPS. They're mm-hmm. excited to have a full melee DPS stealthy character in the game again. Um, other than that, not much more came out except for there are... I don't know if this was announced. This was probably announced right at the end because I didn't see it till much later in the day. But uh, the first expansion coming to WoW Classic, again will not be Cataclysm or anything of that nature. It's going to be Burning Crusade. Wait. Wait, did Burning Crusade come before Cataclysm? I think it does, yeah. Hold on. Well, expansions in order. <laughs> okay, Burning Crusade did come first. Yeah, I was about to say... I'm, then I'm it like, was Wrath sure. King, then Cata, then Mist. So wait, hold on. So WoW, the WoW Classic, the whole thing that people were like, oh, we want to play the original WoW World of Warcraft, blah, blah, blah. Um, they're now going to put the expansion out for it? So here's the difference, right? WoW, the retail version, has many changes to the actual in-game systems, how you earn talents and things like that. Yeah. And when, how you get levels and all that stuff like that. When WoW did all Classic, of that... That changed around the time Cataclysm... It really changed around the time Wrath of Lich King came out because that's when we got the additional Death Knight class. Mm-hmm. Um, then around the time Cataclysm came out, they changed up the talent trees. It was no longer really a tree. It was just you get talents, these talents per level based on your spec. Yeah. Um, so what a lot of people liked about WoW Classic is the ability to really customize the way your character plays. Mm-hmm. Um, and so... I think that's what they're trying to keep is that core element of you get to customize this character. We're keeping all the original gameplay stuff. We're just giving you access to the content that was available. Ah, okay. Um, so burning crusade will be in, will be the expansion coming to wow classic. I don't know if they're planning on changing gameplay stuff. I really hope not because that's the only thing dividing wow classic from wow retail right now. Um, but Hey, those, car- those people have played WoW Classic long enough. I'm sure a lot of people who are hardcore WoW players have plenty of max level tunes already. 
mm-hmm. to jump right to endgame content for Burning Crusade on. <laughs> um, plus, it gives people who haven't had a chance to experience that content a way to sort of experience it in a new light. Yeah, A lot of MMOs you play now, especially if they're older ones, usually hand out something like tokens or just give you a level-boosted character. Like, here's a character at max level, go have fun. And it kind of leads people to feeling like the endgame content is the only content worth experiencing. Yeah. When in reality, there's a lot of cool stuff in the in-between. I was about to say, which so, in reality is very true. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, there, there's a lot of cool stuff in the in-between, like the normal level grinding and the fetch quest. Okay, that gets boring. But things like instances and dungeons and, like, if you're playing SWOTOR, flashpoints and operations, that stuff, that stuff can be fun even if you're playing it by yourself because it's all story-driven. Well, a little bit less. But it's there if you want to experience it at the very least. So who knows what's going to happen with that. Anyway, you did the whole Nintendo Direct thing, so you can talk about that. I did. Well, so I want to talk about, real quick, before we even get to that, I want to talk about the fact that they had BlizzCon. BlizzCon, which is one of the biggest events of the year every year. Um, And that's all they had? (laughs) I mean... No, no, I mean, yeah, sure, I understand if last year was we're still feeling the effects and going through the effects of the pandemic and, and COVID and all that fun shit. And uh, things are delayed and we know that. And people are other companies. A lot of companies are really upfront about that. Um, I feel like if you don't really have the, I guess the list of things, the big list of, Hey, we got this, we're working on this dude. Like, that's three bullet points, basically. Yeah. Um, sorry, four, because you mentioned the WoW Classic stuff. But the WoW Classic thing, I've looked at three different articles about BlizzCon. None of them even mention it. Um, so now I'm wondering, if, hold on. WoW Classic Burning Crusade. I want to see if that's even... Yeah, it did get announced, but it's like everything, literally nothing. None of them showed that off. Um, mm-hmm. that's so funny to me. Um, yeah, I mean, I, my, go ahead. My guess here really is that like, so we know that Blizzard is owned by Activision now, right? Mm-hmm. And so Activision focuses on putting out their big hitter titles year after year, their Call of Duty and stuff like that. Um, Blizzard was a studio that was very much for a long time about carefully crafting its games not letting content really get out of hand until they got into, like, later WoW expansions where they just went fucking nuts with it. Um, I think the issue is is that Blizzard doesn't have a lot of stuff in their wheelhouse anymore. You changed my background. <laughs> I have it set to circle through, like, four. Three or four. Okay. Well, now I'm a pirate, and I'm on a Halo yeah. ring, and... <laughs> okay. I'm getting distracted. Anyway. <laughs> Uh, I don't think Blizzard has a lot of IPs in their wheelhouse, and they're not really focused on making anything brand new. Um, They want to make Diablo 4 probably the best it can be, especially after a lot of people were disappointed with Diablo 3. So, I had never played a Diablo game um, Mm -hmm. until uh, Diablo 3. I thoroughly enjoyed it. I I don't know why people didn't like it. I guess it's just different in well, some way. Diablo, Diablo 2 was a whole lot of just extra stuff you could do, right? Um, the way you used your abilities, the way you got abilities, things like that. 
because Diablo 3 was marketed for both PC and console at the time, they streamlined a lot of the features, especially for console players. Mm-hmm. And so it made it feel to a lot of people who were like hardcore min-maxing, Nightmare 14 playing Diablo 2 characters, like this was baby's first MMO, basically. Um, and they just didn't like that type of play style. For me, I thoroughly enjoyed it because I like streamlined games. I like a game that doesn't take me 20 hours to do a fucking quest on. Yeah. You know, stuff like that. Um, I also like a game where it can be optimized to be played on a controller and I can cross play between PC and console with my friends and stuff like that. I like those features and I'm willing to sacrifice the super hardcore elements of the game to get that stuff if that's necessary. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I think a lot of the people, I think it was a very vocal minority who was complaining about Diablo 3. I don't think it was as big of a disappointment as they made it out to be, though. Sorry, I'm trying to get it so it doesn't doesn't go as fast between the different backgrounds. Um, (laughs) I'm like, literally just jumping. Why is it going so fast? Uh, I don't know. Yeah, so I just looked up, really, the only things that they have right now are Diablo, StarCraft, Overwatch, Warcraft, and uh, technically Hearthstone in here. Is Heroes of the Storm still happening, or did that get... Is that done? No, Heroes of the Storm's still around. Okay, I guess just because it's not talked about as much as the other ones. Um, It's not. Everyone who talks about moments talks about Dota and League, where Heroes of the Storm is getting an anime. Giving MoMA, though. Yeah. That's weird. (laughs) It is. Um... But no, okay, yeah. So, yeah, very, very small BlizzCon news. Cool. I'm just, I, I'm happy, I'll be happy if I get to play, uh, no, you don't, let me leave them there. Um, if I get to play Diablo 2, uh, friend, our friend Lou is a huge fan. He played the shit out of that game, and he talks about how much he loves it, so I'll probably check yeah. it out. Um, especially because usually those kind of releases aren't full well, price games. If you like Grim Dawn, you'll like Diablo too. Oh, okay. Uh, so yeah, we got our first Nintendo, like full-on Nintendo Direct, in 532 days. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, people keep track of how long it's been since an actual legitimate, um, the thing, the Nintendo Direct. My mind blanked on what it's called. Um, <laughs> but no, so it was not what everybody wanted. It wasn't the most amazing or uh i guess it was 50 minutes of okay announcements um but i i didn't smash you're right at that yeah waluigi's still not in smash um but yeah it did start with the news of the first the the was it the third to last or second hold on let me see how many fighter pass two let's see learn more yeah, so we still have two more characters. Two more characters that will be announced. Because um, the first one in the back was Min Min from um, the Punchy Game. I can't, my mind's blanking what it's called right now. Um, the Punchy. The Punchy Game. I love that Punchy <laughs> Game. About the it's such a fun Punchy Game. Arms. <laughs> arms, yeah. Uh, then we got Steve, Alex, and the zombie, and Enderman um, from Minecraft. We got fucking Sephiroth. Because why not? Um, <laughs> uh, and then the first thing got announced was 
Pyrrha and Mithra from Pyra, Pyra, whatever, from Xenoblade Chronicles is are coming as a single character. They're a dual character, kind of like the older versions of Zelda and Sheik, where you would down B and you would switch between the two people with completely different fight sets or uh, yeah move sets. So, and I mean, to me, that's a really cool idea of bringing multiple characters from a single game series, especially because right now I think the only one from um, the Xenoblade series is, um, is it Krom? Shulk. No, Shulk, thank you. Krom is uh, Fire Emblem, because there's like eight Fire Emblem characters. Um, so yeah, we have two. Obviously, we're we're looking down at that, uh, we're looking at that Challenger Pack 11, for the big hope and reveal that it is, in fact, Waluigi. Um, <laughs> if it's not, I was told that I have to uninstall and never play the game again. Um, that's not true. <laughs> Listen, it needs to be Waluigi. It doesn't need to be anything. It needs to be Waluigi. Why, is it gotta, why does it need to be Waluigi, huh? There are three whole full-length rap songs that run in a series... About Waluigi not being in Smash Brothers. Yeah. They're really, really good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You're not giving me any reason why he needs to be in Smash Brothers. All I'm saying is, look, you put Wario in there. You already got Mario and Luigi. You got fucking Peach in there. Yeah, you why, got of course fucking, you would have Peach. You're naming you all the main characters of Smash Rosalina uh, and Luma. Exactly. All the main characters of... You got all these fucking characters from Mario. You got Mario and Luigi... But you got Wario and no Waluigi. Yeah. What's up with that? Here's the thing, Nate. Name a mainline Mario game that Waluigi's in. I'm just saying. That's my point, though. Waluigi gets disrespected so much. You can't disrespect somebody that doesn't truly exist in the canon of Mario's universe. He needs to. He doesn't need to. There's no need for him. Um, I know the love. And believe me, I would love it if he could be in there. But at the same time, I also understand that there's also really no need for him since he's already... And I think he's in as a trophy already. Which, yes, he came in as a support trophy originally, and that was the biggest slap in the face. Well, I mean, I'm pretty sure he's still in it as a support trophy, and they're not going to make a character out of the support trophy. Just give me Waluigi, okay? All right, fine. You don't even play Smash Brothers. I don't play it because everyone I play with it is a fucking tryhard. Do well, you gotta play with cooler people. You know, people that know how to have fun in a game and not, you know, complain about you not knowing how to play a game or some shit. I don't know. Get okay. good. I'm gonna get Sephiroth so that way I can just reach across the entire fucking screen. That's not how he works. He <laughs> works within the universe of uh, Smash Brothers. Normal Smash Brothers logic. Not, I don't know. I'm just, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, if he works in the realm of Kingdom Hearts logic, then he can fucking kill you with, like, two flicks. True. But no, that's not going to work that way. Uh, none of, I don't think any of the characters are super overpowered. I think at one point, I don't know if she still is, Bayonetta was super OP. Um, Bayonetta was super OP because you could string together instant infinite stunlock combos yeah uh we've talked way too much about smash brothers now 
No, no more Smash Brothers news. Only that we're most likely because every time um, they're supposed to come out in March, so most likely uh, they'll do they'll do another like special presentation just focusing on them, um, and announcing all the other like carrot me fighter costumes and shit like that. Um, which I mean, I always think is cool, and it, it is also a good way of weeding out what we are and aren't gonna get. <laughs> <laughs> like we're not gonna get uh, knuckles and tails or shadow because all three of them are cost me costumes I think, mm-hmm. if not already um, trophies assist trophies. Mine, man. We need shadow from his Shadow the Hedgehog video game. No gun, <laughs> no gun hogs. God damn. <laughs> Uh, so, you, gun. <laughs> so you put this initially on here because it was covered for another console, but uh, it was the first yeah. before it got announced on Xbox. They announced that Fall Guys is coming to Switch. So this summer, Fall Guys is coming to both Xbox and Switch, um, which obviously obviously means the exclusivity deal with PlayStation was only a year long. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I'm excited because that game is fantastic, and I would love to see a whole another segment of people get to play that game. Um, I know you aren't a fan, but I'm, I'm just not a fan because the game frustrates the hell out of me. I know. <laughs> um, but no, I, I think that's awesome. I'm I love uh that I think that team is a really small team as well. But uh, again, they're published by Devolver, which literally is like hit after hit for me. Um, well, I will say if. Just as a side note here, if you're still playing Fall Guys, there's a Switch Prime drop right now. Um, they have from Every February month. 15th to March 16th, you get the MVB costume and three crowns. <coughs> oh, crowns. I didn't know about the crowns. I do know that they've been doing, um, <clears throat> every month they have a new drop. Because uh, there was like a weird polar bear thing. I think it was mm-hmm. a polar bear. In January and then February, at the beginning of February, it was... Fuck, what is it? I got it. I know I got those two, but then I, I just had a trial for Prime because I don't pay for Prime. Um, but yeah, it is. It's I don't know. Prime doesn't seem worth it to me. Well, it all depends on what games you have and how much you order from Amazon, honestly. Yeah. Well, and that's the thing. I, I have access to the Prime discount. I just don't have access to other Prime benefits, if that makes sure. sense. I mean, it does. I I order from Amazon frequently enough that Prime is worth it for me. Two-day shipping is a blessing in and of itself because the worst thing for me is, like, I don't order stuff in advance. Usually I'm ordering stuff from Amazon that I need to have within those two days. Yeah. And it's something like, oh, I need a new cable for this thing over here. I could go and get my car and drive out to fucking Best Buy and pay retail price for that cable. I could find the same thing on Amazon for like half the price and get it shipped here in two days. That being said, as scummy of a company as Amazon is, at least they're willing to treat their consumers right. Mm, yeah. <laughs> uh, fuck the employees, but you know, consumers. Yeah. Um, yeah, I avoid, I try to avoid buying things from them as much as possible. Um, oh, did you hear? This isn't on the list, and it's not even from whatchamacallit at all, but uh, there is a current leak going around. I don't think it's been confirmed yet, but there's a leak going around that um, Ryu and Chun-Li from Street Fighter are going to be added as 
character costumes for Fortnite. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I wouldn't be entirely surprised all the costumes that they've added to Fortnite lately. It's incredible. Um, like hate hate on Fortnite all you want. The shit that that game has gotten partnerships with, the fact that they've so they've gotten so close partnership so many partnerships with Marvel and DC or Mar- actually yeah, Marvel, DC and um Star Wars. Uh, like it's one of the few times you can ever hop in a game and be like, "That's fucking the Mandalorian shooting at, uh, fighting alongside Captain America, fighting alongside Batman, fighting alongside um, Master Chief." <laughs> yeah, I mean that's part of the charm of Fortnite, though, is that you have all these crazy character costumes. You can randomize them in your selector. Mm-hmm. You can do all kinds of crazy stuff. I mean, there's dances like Master Chief, like dabbing on a guy after he kills him like it there's just a unique feeling to that it feel as much as i hated on fortnite for so long i will admit that when i'm playing the game with people it's a fun we're fucking just, game yeah it, it could be a fun game like and the other thing is it's a game it's a battle royale game that i don't even get mad at when i lose i actually almost won a game of battle royale on solos and i didn't even get mad about losing because one i got legitimately outplayed and two <laughs> I had fun the entire fucking time I was playing it. <laughs> yeah, it is just a fun game all around, in my opinion. Um, like, and it really is the the worst, not the worst, but the the most annoying part is the building. The building aspect of it, it really is something that kind of just got carried over from the original base game, um, mm-hmm. where you were building structures to tr- to like protect yourself and all that kind of shit. Um, yeah. So obviously they're like, "Hey, we have this system in here. Why not carry it over? It's what will set us apart from everybody else." And it was enough. It was enough. That's all it had to be. It didn't have to be the most revolutionary thing in the world. It was enough to pull the audience from other battle royales, and specifically the one that still, in my opinion, does not look or run well. <laughs> um, but yeah. So back on fucking actually on the list of news. Um, really, I, I'm skipping over everything besides the Fall Guys news just because it was cool and it was coming to two, multiple consoles or it now is going to be available everywhere. Um, I'm only mm-hmm. going to focus on the Mar- the Nintendo-specific news. A lot of other games are being ported over. A lot of other games are being announced to be on the Switch and all that. Um, I will say one of the cooler ones that is being added is because now we already had Outer Worlds. Outer Wilds just got announced for Nintendo Switch. Um which is a live die and repeat game that you can now play wherever the fuck you want. Uh but one of the biggest name one of the biggest games that got announced, which I was fucking hyped for. This was the most hype I got the entire fucking thing. Uh Mario Golf Super Rush. <laughs> <laughs> I hate sports games. The only sports games I like are sports games that involve rocket cars playing soccer. Uh <laughs> and all sports played by Mario. <laughs> Because you got Mario Golf, Mario Tennis, Mario Super Strikers, Mario uh, the other one. <laughs> Mario the other one. Home Run Hitter. Um, I don't know what it's actually called. The best there, Mario Tennis game was the Mario Tennis game that came out for Game Boy Color. Get the fuck out. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I like being able to, to actually swing things. Um, but no, Mario Super Mario Golf Super Rush looks great. Uh people are making fun of the fact that after so after like four or five Mario Golf games, 
the <laughs> the characters of Mario of the Super Mario World actually have athletic wear. They are dressed to be playing <laughs> playing golf, not just overalls. Um, <laughs> there's a fucking Guy Fieri costume for Bowser. Um, oh man! What have you not seen this? Hold on. I am not. Let me get this game right now. I'm a hundred. I'm buying it, man. Bowser Super Mario. Oh, you know what? It's. I thought this was from golf, but it's actually from the tennis game. Wait, Bowser Mario Tennis. Yeah. I was just gonna save it and then have it posted. Oh my god, he really does. He's wearing the whole it's, flame shirt. It's and everything. just the fucking yeah. It's enough. That's all we need. Um. But no, it, well, so it. Ever take out Biatch. <laughs> Uh, it looks great. Um, it looks really fun. There's local and online play. Um, they have a story mode that you get to play through as your your me that you can create. Uh, you can actually use your me in regular online play or local play. Um, the really fun aspect is they, it's called speed golf, where you basically you and the, I think up to four players can play all together at the same time, going for the like you're trying to compete to finish a course. As fast as you can, yes. Yeah, still, mm-hmm. still as few shots as possible. But like, you are all doing it at the exact same time, kind of like in um, all these other putt putt and, and mini golf games that are so yeah. popular. Yeah. I say so popular. I fucking love them. We enjoyed playing it. Um, <laughs> but yeah, uh, and it has like special moves and power ups that you can find on the course, and it just looks like a shit ton of fun. Um, yeah, like Nintendo's really good about that. Nintendo can find make a game again. I hate golf. I hate sports games. Nintendo makes sports games fun. Um, hell, they just put Mario and Luigi and Princess Peach in fucking NBA Street Two or whatever for GameCube. <laughs> that shit was amazing. Uh, <laughs> um, well, Nintendo likes to make games likes to make their games first and foremost accessible. Mm-hmm. So it's if, if they're going to take something like tennis or golf, we've had plenty of tennis simulators and golf simulators and shit like that. Like people get simulation games when it comes to sports and they want to play hyper realistic modes of that. Some people just want to sit down and play a fun fucking game of tennis or golf with their friends. Exactly. And that's where Nintendo comes in and lets you do that. Uh, so along with Mario Golf, um, we got. I know I'm. That's not in the order of how I want to announce things or say things um we sadly we got an update for own breath of the wild 2 which is or sorry we got no update well, our update was they had no update they will be <laughs> unveiling more and talking about it more later in the year um which i'm glad they got ahead of i'm glad they didn't just not say anything about it and then just continue on uh their update was fuck you weapons break <laughs> twice as fast now <laughs> uh the i think the only problem I'll wait until we're done. I'll talk about everything else. Uh, The Zelda news we did get is that they are remastering Skyward Sword for the Switch. um, Which is a game that I never finished. I mean, I talked about this on the stream when I was doing the live reactions. But I have only finished like a handful of Zelda games. Um, Skyward Sword is one that I started up and I never finished. Wind Waker was one that I started up and I never finished. I didn't finish and I didn't complete the entirety of Wind Waker until the remaster came out in the Wii U, and I fucking loved it. The game is amazing, and it, I mean, even when I didn't beat it, it was still one of my favorite Zelda games. Um, yep. 
Skyward the Sword only was Breath of the Wild. What's that? The only one I finished was Breath of the Wild. Yeah. Um, Skyward Sword is one that I started. I just couldn't get into it all that much. Um, but it was a lot of it had to do with kind of the jankiness. I'm just going to call it the jankiness of the control scheme. Um, it was mm -hmm. on the Wii U. No. On the Wii. It was on the Wii. Um, yes. And what that gave you was the Wiimote with the nunchuck. So one was used for shield, one was used for sword. Um, mm -hmm. Now in this remaster, it's still the same where you have the two Joy-Cons, one is sword, one is shield. Um, but something that I really like, and it wasn't, it wasn't kind of focused on in this way, but an accessibility option is you don't use it like that. There is no motion. You can just use your controller. You don't have to swing your mm -hmm. arms around to play anymore. They're adding a separate um, control scheme. And I looked at it more as an accessibility option kind of thing, uh, which I think is a good move for Nintendo because they, in the past, have been kind of not the best about that. Mostly, mm -hmm. the most recent I can think of is Pokemon Go or Pokemon Let's Go, where you basically had to flick to catch Pokemon and everything and kind of, you know, not the most yeah. accessible thing. Um, but it's also a good business move on their hand because they have a whole ass switch system that doesn't have joy cons. <laughs> so <laughs> well, they, they needed to make it so you could play this on the switch light. Um, so I'll probably buy, pick this up day of release or, you know, day and date end up playing through the entire thing because i'm like hey it's easier to play these things on a switch because i can play it on the on the console then get off and do it another anywhere in the house back and forth mm -hmm. always fun um the real only last big news that got announced was splatoon 3 they had this like one the one more thing which still will never feel as good as it did with iwata um but they were like, hey, here's this. And they play a trailer. And it's like, oh, Dusty Ruins. I'm like, this kind of looks familiar, but I can't pl quite place it. And then it's like, oh, you get here's the starting area where it's like, hey, you get to create your Splatoon character. Um, and then you get this little weird sidekick thingy. Um, mm -hmm. So I'm like, all right, cool. Splatoon 3. I'm perfectly fine with that. The fact that we got Splatoon 2 going from the Wii U over to the Switch. And now they're like, hey, we're doing Switch we're doing a switch only game. I'm like, this makes me feel better about the possibility of a Mario Kart nine coming to the switch. Um, I'm like, I look at the way of, I look at like, Oh, what could be a really good positive? Cause I mean, Splatoon is a great game. I had in no way knocking Splatoon. It is a really fun game. And maybe with Splatoon three in the fact that the online play is a little bit better on the switch. Now I would be all for it. I would love to get some people to play to play get together to play the switch, uh, Splatoon three. If you know, mm -hmm. the online chat is a little bit easier. But you know, I'll just use <laughs> the fucking Discord. Well, I'll open up Discord and play it in my. I'll like have it in my hand and be like, bring, bring the mic up closer. Hey Nate, you got that guy over there? You got that? You get that? Get that paint all over there? You paint that man? Yeah. All right. Cool. So you have to do it that way <laughs> every time. Um, <laughs> I love getting up close to the mic and just hey, hey Nate, how you doing? Everything good over there? Um. So Monday is an ASMR stream. <laughs> I will the entire day. Oh, do I work Monday? I don't work Monday. Um, sorry, I'm just like, mm -hmm. uh, I lost train of thought because I whispered in your ear, Nate. 
<laughs> oh no. <laughs> I got too horny. Um, no. <laughs> <laughs> now I think we need, I'm... A bonk. we need a bonk emote. <laughs> we need a what? We need a bonk emote in chat. Oh, for the horniness. Yes. <laughs> if I make it every 8,000 and 7,000 seconds, I don't. <laughs> what is a second? Alright, but you said 8,000 to 7,000 seconds. That's a long ass time. There we go. That's a little bit better. I don't want that one. I want that one. Yeah, stick with that one. I'm just going to stop on. No, wait. What happened? Go back to the girls. <laughs> I'm trying to get it back because that one's the one you liked. Oh, now it's just disappearing. What the fuck? Oh, no. What are you doing? What's wrong? My titties are gone. Fuck it. I'm just going to do this and put the girls behind you again. I'll work on that later. Um, <laughs> visual gags for the audio podcast. Um, no, so overall, like I said, not a big, not the biggest news. Um, my biggest disappointment, going back to where I, what I was talking about earlier, this week, sorry, next week, tomorrow, is the 35th anniversary of the original Legend of Zelda game. And then Saturday is the 25th anniversary of Pokemon. Mm -hmm. Nothing. No news. No, I mean, we got no update on Breath of the Wild. We were, our update was they'll update us later. Uh, the mm -hmm. only thing announced Zelda-wise is Skyward Sword Remaster. No mention of Zelda any Pokemon. Princess port. Um, and I, my biggest hope was that we would get um, similar to Super Mario, where we got a 3D collection with all three of the remaining, or not remaining, I guess, because there's still Super Mario Galaxy 2. But at, mm. at this point, because of the 3D collection with, with 64, Sunshine, and Galaxy, almost every mainline Mario game is available to play on the Switch right now. Um, and I'm repeating what I said during the stream, but I'm fucking okay with it. Um... I wish that it was the same for Zelda, because right now the only playable Zelda games on the Switch are Zelda 1 and 2, we will have Skyward Sword, Link to the, or, uh, Link's Awakening, the, the remake of Link's Awakening, which I fucking love, I own that, and I probably will replay it again, um, and then Breath of the Wild, we don't have anything else yet, uh, mm -hmm. we still have Ocarina, we have both of the Ocarina-based games with Ocarina and Majora's Mask. Um, Wind Waker, I don't know. I'm amazed that they didn't port over the HD version of that. Um, and then, of course, uh, Twilight Princess, which, again, Twilight Princess and Skyward Sword both are, one, they're vastly different stylized games. Um, but they, in my head, are ne have never been, like, the best Zelda games. Uh, so I I don't know. I'm, I'm, I just am just dumbfounded by the fact that these games are not available. Um, I don't know. Nintendo makes some very strange decisions yeah. when it comes to game releases and all kinds of things. As so. I told Kim the other day, Nintendo going to Nintendo. Yep. Just like Snoopers going to Snoop. <laughs> um, oh. You know what? Yeah, let's go into... Let's go into... Since obviously we're not playing much right now, let's go into what we're watching. Um, all right. I'm gonna just real quick because I haven't I haven't really watched much beyond 
Uh, oh, I do have two things that I watched. Um, but instead of watching, like I said, instead of watching anime, I've been reading manga again. Uh, and I think, was I fully caught up on Jujutsu Kaisen when we talked last time? That's what you told me. Okay. Because there's been another issue, or another chapter released, so now I'm uh, caught up again. Still, I'm caught back up on My Hero Academia. I fucking mm -hmm. stopped reading Attack on Titan, uh, like, months ago, because fuck that series. That series got stupid. Everybody else was like, it's amazing, and I'm like, no, no, you, no, this is bad. Um... <laughs> in my no, opinion no, in my opinion no. the show went it was like oh this is really cool oh interesting turns and twists oh oh ah what the fuck is this um <laughs> like seriously there's i think it's a time jump at one point and i'm like this is stupid mm. no you are you're trying to make this such this super serious bullshit important and i'm like no this is the dumbest thing um but yeah, I, uh, there's something else that I've been... Oh! I've been reading, because of... It, actually, in connection to Jujutsu Kaisen, I talked about how much I was enjoying that. Somebody recommended me reading... Fuck. I know this. Hold on. Oh. Chainsaw Man. Mm -hmm. Chainsaw Man is fucking ridiculous, and I love it. Um, yep. Chainsaw Man is pretty great. I'm about three quarters of the way finished what's out so far um i am very very excited to watch the anime when it comes out um just because the animation the people that are working on it i think are i can't oh fuck now i can't remember who's doing it chainsaw man anime who is working on the chainsaw man it is being produced by oh mappa Mappa. Who is? Mappa. That's why. Now I remember why. The reason why they talked about it is because I love Jujutsu, Kai, Jujutsu, Jujutsu Kaisen. I can't say that word. Um, <laughs> Jujutsu. That. Yeah. Being produced by the same company. And if it looks as good as Jujutsu Kaisen has looked, I'm all for it. <laughs> uh, and I think they're actually working on the last season of, yeah, the final season of Attack on Titan. Um, there's a couple of shows in here that I really want to check out that they've done, but you know I, I got too much stuff on my my watch list as it is. Uh, speaking of which, Kim and I finally watched um, Adventure Time, the first two episodes of Adventure Time: Distant Lands, which one is focused on Bimo and it's adorable and it's a good good little story. Turns out that it's a fucking you know no I'm not gonna say anything. I'll let it's spoilery. Um, <laughs> <laughs> But no, it, it's cute. The first one was cute. The second one was fan-fucking-tastic. Obsidian, it's, it focuses on um, Marceline and Bubblegum. Mm -hmm. um, who, if, if you don't know, spoilers for the ending of the series, uh, are a legitimate couple. Um, and, like, confirmed by, by Cartoon Network and everything. So the first <laughs> lesbian couple was a... Bubbly was a uh, demon vampire princess queen whatever sorry queen and a uh, and a um, sentient pile of candy goo yep yep <laughs> uh, but hey you know it's how I guess Pendleton Ward and the crew were able to get a lesbian couple around their censorship I don't know it's kind of like 
fucking it's kind of like rebecca sugar being like they are non-binary rocks space rocks <laughs> like no they lesbians mm-hmm, they lesbians they 100 percent lesbians <laughs> although i gotta be honest i feel like ruby is non-binary and that so. makes sense to me um but whatever uh but pearl lesbo pearl is 100 percent a lesbian and she has a type 100 percent yeah, type. type pink check thick check yeah <laughs> thick, pink wi- thick. thick women with pink hair i mean that's a thing it's it's more specific than some people nate <laughs> listen my fetish can be described as like woman oh i'm pretty i thought you said i'm I could have sworn that you were Asians. I remember you no. at one point saying Asians. No. No? I do not have... No. I mean, yes, Asian <laughs> girls are cute, whatever like that. But it's not like... I'm not one of them people who is like, Asians are superior to all other oh, yeah, women. No, 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 no. I'm not going full incel <laughs> on that or, shit. Or Dave with redheads. <laughs> Listen, you could throw fucking goddamn redhead wig on a pig and they would be like yes <laughs> give me that <laughs> oh god why did we go there um yeah so that's all i've been watching i haven't really been watching much more um what about you uh i watched jobless reincarnation yeah um there's a couple episodes i still need to catch up one but what i've watched so far has been phenomenal Ooh. How far um, into it? What What is happening in the story so far? Right now, um, Rudis has gone, been sent off to go do his job, which is to teach this snobby rich girl yep. um, how to do magic. And he came up with this plot to have her kidnapped. Didn't realize that this plot was a real kidnapping. <laughs> Um, had her bodyguard, Ghislaine, show up, and she straight up fucking beheaded a dude in front of him. That's the cat um, cat girl, right? Yes. Yeah. And now I'm into the part where he's getting into his flow of helping to teach her. Okay. Um, learning how to teach her better and sort of give her a break instead of trying to force the way that he learned on top of her. Mm-hmm. Um, because not only is this little girl just a prissy little snuck up bitch, honestly... She is violent as a motherfucker. The first time she meets Rudis and Rudis talks back to her, she straights up decks him in the fucking face. <laughs> like, 100% just knocks his fucking lights out. Um, so she is entitled beyond belief. And he's got to be very careful about the lessons he's teaching her because, like, if she learns magic and becomes a powerful mage... How the fuck is she going to... What is she going to do with that fucking magic? Who knows? (laughs) Meanwhile, he's now dealing with the trauma of literally having people murdered in front of him. Not really murdered. More like a self-defense thing. But having a dude beheaded in front of him. Yeah. Like, his plan went entirely fucking pear-shaped, and he didn't expect it to go that way. And now he's learning that, like, the fantasy world that he was so happy to be whisked away to is a real world with real consequences. Um... And I like that. I mean, it's a very grounded isekai is the thing. It's not a power fantasy. It's not a guy getting a fucking harem overnight. No, Not everyone's falling in love with the main character immediately. It is, um, though. 
uh, about a very, very, very pervy dude in a yeah. child's body. It is. And it, that takes some getting used to, right? It's it's nothing that you're really going to get used to. It's going to make you uncomfortable the entire time. Yeah, it's bad. It gets really bad. <laughs> but you do know that basically this guy was like a 40-year-old creep in his previous life. Um, and he's, I guess, through the interactions he's had with other characters, he's learning to get through that. Right now, the creepiness is kind of played off as comedic relief. Yeah. Um, but I also like that all the other characters are realistic as well, right? It's not just focused on the story of the main character, but other characters have their own agency and motivations and fuck-ups that they go through. Mm -hmm. um, and so, without spoiling too much, basically, this sort of idealistic family that Rudis was born into in his new life is not so fucking ideal. Like in the third episode, you figure this out. Oh, hold so, on. Let me. I'm gonna pause me, mute me, so I can say this to you. Yeah. All right. Yes. Cool. Yep. I muted me, so that's not spoiled. Um, <laughs> no. But uh, I also like that the magic system, again, is... I talked about this before, but it's grounded. It's not realistic because it's magic, but it's grounded in an actual system that mm -hmm. makes sense when it's explained to you. And Rudis is still finding out that he may or may not be specially talented. So that remains to be seen. Yeah. Um, either way, it looks like it's ramping up to something real special. I'm hoping that... Rudis, this is just me hoping. I haven't seen enough. I haven't read enough to know. But I'm hoping Rudis completes his job and is able to at least go to the go to magic school the way he wants to go to magic school. Yeah. Basically. Mm-hmm. And I'm, <laughs> yeah. I'm just holding my The way my you tongue. said that is not comforting. Yeah, I'm just, I'm going to hold my tongue because I, I am further ahead in the manga. <laughs> <laughs> the way you gave that little, um, <laughs> makes it feel like I'm already wrong. <laughs> I, I can't tell you anything one way or the other. Um, <laughs> whoo. Oh, I'm so mad I opened up the fucking explore page and the top news story is that a shooting happened at a gun store. And I'm like, that seems on point. Um, <laughs> well, at the end of the day, if you walk into any gun store, pretty much everybody who's on staff is carrying, so... That shooting probably didn't last very long. That's horrible. Just saying it. That's horrible. I mean, it's horrible, but they do it for a reason, right? They're selling guns to people, guns and ammunition to people. So they have to be prepared to defend themselves in the same way. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. You watching anything else, or was that it? Sorry, uh, other than check. that, I haven't watched much more. I've been watching more Dr. Stone, more Reincarnated as a Slime. Okay. Uh, just catching up on season two, basically, of all the stuff that's out right now. Okay. Um, all right. So from here on out, we're going to talk about... Do you have the splash screen thing? Oh, Nate, I do. Hold on one moment. <laughs> <clears throat> <laughs> all 
<laughs> it wasn't where I wanted it. So it's gonna take a little bit. I don't remember where I saved this fucking thing, but I'm gonna find it real quick. Hold on one sec. WandaVision. This is uh yeah, that's an immersion music. There we go. I made a whole thing just for one vision spoilers now. Oh boy. Yeah, that's right, motherfucker. Who cares about one individual thing that says WandaVision spoilers? No, this is. We have a whole separate background that's just WandaVision spoilers. For WandaVision spoilers. Because it's like, oh, regular one? No, fuck that. It's time for WandaVision spoilers. So, Nate, you're 100% caught up, right? Yep. All right, I'm 100% caught up. I woke up at fucking 5 no, 4 30 in the morning uh, before I had work at 7. Went downstairs, because Kim was going to watch it with me, but she was like, nah, fuck it, I'm tired. Um, watched it, fucking loved it, went to went to work, Kim woke up, I told her, fucking watch it. Uh, she live-tweeted it, and by that I mean just texted it to me, um, <laughs> as she's going through it. And I'm like, I love, I love getting to re-experience this through her. Um, this was, and for some reason, the internet... In some in some parts of the internet are like this is a filler episode. Um, this is not filler. a filler. Yeah, yeah, this is filler. What? Yeah, there are people that were like, this feels like it felt like a filler episode. I'm like, motherfucker, How dare you? <laughs> so this week's theme before we go into like the spoilery things, um, episode six, seven, 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 seven. Hold on. Numero. I'm, this is how I do it. Episode 1 was 50s. Episode 2 was 60s. Episode 3 was 70s. Episode 4 was not year or decade themed because it was outside. We interrupt this program. Um, episode 5 was 9... No. Yeah. Yeah, 80s. Yes. Episode 6 was 90s. Nine. Yeah, because the ni- episode 6 was the, uh, the opening was 100% just fucking Malcolm in the Middle, and I fucking loved it. Um, so yeah, this is episode seven, also known as Breaking the Fourth Wall. Um, it was 2000s themed. 2000s, I guess. Late 2000s, early to whatever. So it's a modern take on... Uh, oddly enough, it's a... You have the interview style thing going on. I was going to say, it's it's a modern family. Uh, a lot of it was modern family, a little bit of office. Um, the vision side of the episode was more office than, than uh, modern family. Uh, the theme song for this week was just straight up the office theme song almost. Um, and it was fantastic. I thought that was great. Uh, it's probably one of my favorite of the theme songs, the entire season series. Um, but no, we got confirmation on a lot of things in this episode. Um, starting off with the fact that, uh, fuck Monica is it was getting her powers slowly her powers were being i guess unlocked i guess you could call it going in and then coming out of the the hex but then going in for a third time by her choice kind of unlocked her abilities um we don't fully know what they are yet and i say that because yes in the comics we know what she is and who she becomes but this is the mcu and they like to play with shit um which isn't a bad thing i like that um 
at the same time, and by the same time, I mean by the end of the episode, we also get the confirmation that uh, the next-door neighbor, Agnes, is actually Agatha Harkness, who is evil bitch, evil witch, evil witch bitch, Um, and (laughs) that she had been doing everything all along. She had been fucking with everything all along. She's the one that brought Pietro into the world. She's the one that brought uh, or had just fucked with everything Hell, she killed Sparky. Um, <laughs> yes, yeah, so she goes, and I killed Sparky too. And I was like, I want to kill you right now. Oh, I love her. She's fantastic. <laughs> um, Catherine Hahn is amazing, and I love her. And I wish she was in more things now. Uh, but no, I, I, ah, oh, man, this show. I think that when I woke up, I was disappointed because I saw it was another like 30 minute episode and there was the rumor or whatever that the last three episodes were going to be an hour long. Um, mm-hmm. And then this episode happened and I'm like, I'm fine. 30 minutes. <laughs> this was 30 minutes of pure awesome. I did not. There was not enough downtime Did not like anything. Um, mm-hmm. It you got to see both sides of the wall again of the hex again. Um, if you're paying attention through the entire series, a big thing that uh, that is really noticeable is anything within the hex, within Wanda's created world, is in um, I don't know ratios and aspect or aspect ratios or whatever, but it's full frame, no no mm-hmm. black bars top and bottom. The black bars, I was gonna say black bars. You learn quickly that the black bars signify the real world, the 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 main mm-hmm. world. Um, the non-wandified version. Uh, so one of the things that is super interesting, and I'm not sure if you picked it up, picked up on it, is in the final scene when Agatha reveals herself, um, Wanda goes downstairs into Agatha in, into Agnes's basement, and as she's going into a room in the basement that is basically this, the witch room. Um, we'll pr- hopefully see more of it in the next episode. But as she walks into that room, the ratio expands, or I guess shrinks, yeah, to the the uh, the black bars. So you you realize this is no longer within the hex, within the Wanda world, um, mm-hmm. which is really fucking cool. And I love that that's something that they made sure they tried to make sure that was noticeable ahead of time. Um, yeah. So it made, so, uh, what do you think? What did you think? Did you enjoy it? I enjoyed it thoroughly. It's probably, honestly, my favorite episode yet. Yeah. Um, the fact that we see, I mean, I, I enjoy that we've got the focus around a couple main characters, right? Mm-hmm. Is Monica, I thought, was just going to be, you know, sort of off to the side. She's just a sword agent trying to figure things out, mm-hmm. right? But then to know that they're turning Monica into this full-fledged character in of herself, and she is one of the main characters in the story, mm-hmm. is very cool. And that they're giving her this personality where she is... When we see her force her way into the hex, right? So she gets the big space rover thing, and that doesn't work out. And then she's like, you know, screw it, I need to get in there, and I'm going to do it at all costs. Yeah, so I love that. She, I love that moment where she locks eyes with Jimmy, and is like, yeah. and Jimmy's like, "No, no, 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 don't do that. No, why you do that?" And she's like, "Nah, I gotta do it." Yeah. So she does it, and it's like through sheer force of will, 
you know, she starts making it through here. And while she's forcing her way through that boundary, you're hearing all these flashback scenes from Captain Marvel when she was a kid. Mm-hmm. Um, and Captain Marvel telling her all this stuff about her mom and herself um, and how that seems to also be helping to push her forward, but also is her direct link as Photon to Captain Marvel. Mm-hmm. Um and then that last moment fucking... where she's getting ready to cross over the barrier where she's no longer struggling, she just stands up straight and is just through. Yeah. Um, so we get this sense that she's a very determined character, that she's a whole lot more powerful than we are actually led to believe even so far by the end of the episode. Um, and she's superhero and... landings twice. <laughs> yeah. I mean, she, she straight up goes to Wanda, and when Wanda's ready to fight her, she's like, all right fucking come at me then like what are you gonna do <laughs> um, so like i enjoyed that we're also seeing wanda's world start to break down um she is very much trapped in the set if we're talking about like stages of grief because that was the big theme that we all we all attached to the series beforehand right yeah she's very much in a mix of both the denial and anger stages right now where she is trying to detach herself so much that she's willing to push her kids away from her and just let them go be with Agnes, and she just wants to be left alone. She doesn't. She well, yeah, doesn't and that's like care even, anymore. Uh, <laughs> even in the uh, credit sequence, the entire time throughout the credit sequence of this, like the fake office thing, it's just Wanda's name. Wanda's name popping up on everything throughout the entire sequence until the end where it's like oh the show's name you bring in the vision part um vision vision and wanda have been separated since halloween the halloween Mm -hmm. episode uh which was last week um in that and it's definitely purposeful of being like hey they are this this isn't working her world has broken up to the point that they are not even working as a couple in her fictionalized world um Mm -hmm. But he still wants to go to her, which is in like that's, it's not filler. the 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 vision side of things where he is he has broken Darcy out, who had in last episode got sucked into the hex when, uh, Wanda expanded it. Um, she's been freed and knows everything that's going on, and basically updates Vision on everything that she knows. Uh, yeah. In Vision, I think my favorite part of that when she's like, "Hey, I can tell you everything." his first question is are my kids safe and is Wanda okay kind of thing that's showing that even yes he is kind of broken out and understands what's going on to a certain extent around him but there's part of him that still cares about the kids that may or may not even be actual physical things physical beings um, and his relationship that he knows of with Wanda um which well, I feel a... like to a certain extent you can't it's not all fake I think that part of him is real yeah well that's the biggest question we're left with that probably won't be answered till the end of the series right is is a vision unfortunately going to have to die again yeah yeah um, which would suck because I love Paul Bettany as vision um I mean the the fact of the matter is we already see him push his way out of the hex and how he has some. He's basically held together by the hex at this point. Yeah. He cannot really exist outside of it right now, um, and so that that becomes a huge, a huge thing hanging over everyone's head. 
is when the hex ends, will also vision have to end. Yeah. Um, yeah. There is no Mind Stone anymore. Like In this dimension. In this dimension. So, as far as we know, like the Mind Stone that currently is on Vision is just another construction of this hex. Um, and that opens up a whole lot more questions for the MCU. How do you oh, yeah. shake a Mind Stone? But... <laughs> Um, well, so there was a theory. There's part of a theory where, yes, Wanda is obviously making her him real, but mm-hmm. in Infinity War, um, Shuri was in the process of detaching the Mind Stone, making it so Vision could survive without needing the Mind Stone. Uh, mm-hmm. So there is a possibility of that. Of vision being able to be healed, I guess, or fixed and resuscitated um, without the need of the Mind Stone. Um, which, when you think about it, the fact that that she fell in love with a being that was that is basically powered by the thing that also gave her her powers <laughs> mm. is it's kind of creepy and weird to a certain extent. Uh, <laughs> well, it is, but I mean. If we're basing it on the comics, right, it's like Wanda and Mr. Synthesoid over here end up getting together anyway. Yeah. So yeah. uh it's just the difference in the comics versus the, the MCU. Um but well, in researching vision, I found out something interesting, right? Mm-hmm. Is it seems that the whole sitcom background kind of thing is actually pulled from one of Vision storylines where he in the process of trying to learn what it is to be human, had actually set up his own fictional world where he built basically a family of himself. Yeah. Um, so that is a fantastic story by uh, Tom King. Um, I actually bought that for Kim because I thought she would wa- enjoy it after watching the first, I think, three or four episodes. I think we were four or five episodes in that I'm like, hey, check this out. She fucking read the entire thing in one sitting. Um, there's a, a lot from that that people are pulling in and thinking is connected with what they're trying to tell the story as, including mm-hmm. the fact that the dog's name is Sparky and the dog does die. Yeah. Well, also, we, I mean, just with Agatha alone, right, is we get potentially a new source of magic in the MCU as well. Mm-hmm. So we know Wanda got hers from the Mind Stone. We know that Doctor Strange gets his just through practice. He's like a D&D wizard, basically. Read a lot of books, knows magic. Yeah. Right? Um, where Wanda is more of the... She's like a warlock. She's got basically a patron that gave her her powers. Um, and then you've got now Agatha... Which is obviously different is, than the regular patron, yeah. regular patron <laughs> which is that the, she's just a fucking uh, yeah. uh, mutant. Yeah, well then, Agatha is also going sort of that warlock route, where, I mean, if we take the original Agatha, she basically pulls her power from more or less a pact with a demon. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, if if we're going down this route, what does it open up for future MCU content now that we have a brand new source of magic in the in that world? Yeah. Um, and how does Agatha's magic differ from the other sources of magic that we've seen? 
Um, so that's interesting in itself. This this whole episode basically left me with more questions than answers, but I also love that. Yeah. Because yeah. I don't like doing weekly series, but <laughs> this one leaving me with questions and also not ending on ridiculous cliffhangers every episode is what I like the most. They're they're acceptable cliffhangers. Um, yeah. Well, so there's in this episode one thing, one thing that everybody's like questioning. So in the MCU, there or not in the MCU, in the Marvel universe, there's a book called the Darkhold, and the theory is that that book that you they obviously draw attention to um, is the Darkhold, which is basically the the Marvel equivalent of like the Book of the Dead or the Book of Spells or something like that, um, mm-hmm. which it was that actually has shown up both in the Runaways series, which was on Hulu. Uh, as well as Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., um, which is actually when fucking Ghost Rider showed up in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., and it was fantastic. Um, <laughs> so that was a great storyline, and I'm, I'm, it was interesting to see that on the TV show. So I'm hoping that something, not obviously be like, hey, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is canon, um, fully canon, as opposed <laughs> to weird partial canon. Uh, it'd be cool to see that book again show up, because that is known... Even two people that only watched Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and weren't comic book people. That is a very powerful book. Very dangerous, mm-hmm. very powerful book. Um, so for it to be in the hands of somebody that is... So I I don't think in any way that Agnes is on the same power level as Wanda. Um, I think that her magic is powerful because of her... Because of it being more manipulative than upfront kind of thing. So I'm excited to see how that turns out. Uh, yep. Now that her her hand is basically being played, um, <laughs> oh man, I just I hate I hate the week. I want to just skip to the next. <laughs> it's like skip to Friday and then skip again to the next Friday because then we'll be done and we'll have most of the answers. And then all we have is to look forward to Spider-Man three and um, Doctor Strange, two. Yeah. No, I mean, it, it is, I will say that, I mean, last time I had mentioned that I'm interested to see where Wanda's magic goes as she develops, um, you know, because I, I talked about her going like full Scarlet Witch, where she's actually like cognizant and knows about mystical <coughs> forces and magic in the mm-hmm. universe. It's not just something that is part of her intrinsically. Um, so this whole thing with Agnes and possibly having the Darkhold um, you know, if it comes down to that epic, you know, hero versus villain fight, and Wanda's got to defeat Agnes in some way and take command of this Darkhold, is that going to become a source of new powers for Wanda as well? Yeah. Um, we already know that Wanda has the ability to manip- manipulate minds and create false memories and dreams and things like that. Um, because her powers came from the Mind Stone, where all of that stuff exists anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, is the Darkhold going to be a new, a new way for her to do more magic or change her magic in some way? Who knows? Um, it would be nice to see anyway. Um, we know that sort of the antagonist of the whole thing, the one pe- the one person that you're meant to not like, is the guy who's the deputy director of Sword right now. Yeah. Um, because he's got his own agenda and basically wants to recover Vision for his own ends. It doesn't really care what happens on the way to that plan. Um, he's not there to stop the hex. He's not there to solve Wanda's problems. 
or to listen to anybody. He's there to get what he wants, and he'll do pretty much anything to get it at this point, short of just, like, cold-blooded fucking murder. Um, which he tried. I mean, honestly, I, I can't even say that. He tried it with the fucking drone. Yeah. Well, so, um, and that's uh, the big thing about Hayward. Hayward? Hayward. Um, yeah. Marvel consistently has made you not like the government. <laughs> um, Secret like, leftist agenda? It, <laughs> uh, even, I was going to say, even with with shield shield was very quickly hey shield exists don't trust shield furies yeah. <laughs> fury like fury is even up front about it's like no 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 we don't know we don't trust around here um <laughs> to the point that he has to fake his death to then help destroy shield altogether because shield was at that point had been corrupted by hydra um or had always been corrupted by hydra in all honesty yeah. uh <laughs> So it, it and I mean even with Thunderbolt Ross, fuck that guy. Nobody likes him. Um, could th- sorry, I thought somebody was coming down steps. Uh, nobody likes him. Nobody liked him in the in the Hulk movie, and then he comes back for the with the Sokovia Accords, and everybody's like, we don't trust you. We don't like you. Fuck the government. Uh, <laughs> so it's even if they hadn't shown Hayward be a complete douchebag. Um, I feel like we already, I mean, the moment he shows up in episode four, I'm like, oh, I don't trust this guy. This is somebody that I don't want to trust and I don't trust and I won't trust. Um, mm-hmm. And then he just goes on to prove that I was right not to trust him. Uh, so the biggest thing, and Kim and I were talking about this, and from what I've seen theory-wise and everything, there's one question that I feel like people have just kind of pushed aside and they've stopped caring about. Uh, And I partially blame... I partially blame Pietro showing up as Evan Peters. And I also partially blame the mystery of who Monica's engineering friend is. Um, Mm -hmm. We have not heard or thought or talked about Jimmy Jimmy's missing person who kind of spawned the whole investigation hmm. nothing has been talked about nobody's even brought up the fact that they're they even are looking for a missing person since that one episode mm-hmm. and I feel like in the, like even looking at the theories that I come across online nobody's talking about it they've kind of just let it go and like ignored it and Kim and I have well, talked about the fact that like if that doesn't get answered that's going to be the most disappointing thing about this series is that you introduce yeah. a very obvious plot point that you don't close off. Well, it's also been pushed aside by the story, right? Is Jimmy's kind of hung around in the background for a lot of the major scenes, mm-hmm. which sucks. Cause I really want him to be a little bit more like even Darcy's a little bit more involved. Yeah. And then there's the fact that like he is wrapped up his entire character is driven by other characters decisions he is a support character um and so even though this missing persons thing he mentioned came up it would be disappointing if it wasn't solved but that's more a fault of the way the show is being run at this point yeah but I... that it's a wrap up in these characters that it assumes are far more important than he is but i think and that's the thing i think that that care that missing person is more important than just i happen to show up here for this thing 
but now there's a more important thing in, at hand. Um, well, and they, they could play it off. They could do like the very simple way of playing it off where it's like, okay, the hex comes down, Jimmy turns around and spots a person in an open field in Westview, right? And that person is a long lost lover or a family member or something like that. And he runs up and he hugs him and that's a whole fucking scene. Well, no, it's, um, it's specifically a, um, I think he's like a witness and he's in witness protection or something. Um, gotcha. which I mean, again, he's a, he must be, he's a criminal in some way, or he could be a criminal or he could be involved in something bigger. Um, but I want it to be Norm. You want it to be who? I want it to be Norm. Norm. <laughs> Norm was one of the guys who worked with Vision at the office. He was the well, no, because who... they've already identified all of them. Oh, yeah. yeah, all the only person that wasn't identified was was Agnes, and I mean, we knew that the the fact that there are people that are like, I had no idea this was coming. Who knew that she was going to be something different or important in any way? I'm like, how? <laughs> She's very obviously different from everyone else in this world the entire series so far um so those are the people who forget details like that from episode to episode because they're wrapped up in the major plot points yeah Yeah. um and then it doesn't help that the show also pays it off like a massive twist she gets her own theme song god i love that theme song so the the show plays it off as a twist um, which I guess is fine for the people who aren't paying attention. <laughs> you know what my favorite part about the whole theme song is? What? It's just the fact that it's it's basically riffing off of the uh, theme song to Monsters, and I fucking love the Monsters theme song. I'm thoroughly excited for what we have left in store in these last few episodes here. And we still... Um, there's still a possibility that these last two episodes are hour-long episodes. Yeah, I don't know. Even, it, it, hey, even if they're not, if they are just as good as what came before, I'll be satisfied. Yeah, exactly. Um, you know, I don't think an hour-long episode is necessary, really, for any TV show. I think it's become kind of a trope amongst um, TV producers that finales and stuff like that have to be an hour long. Because, oh, yeah. oh, you got to fit all the stuff in, but then you watch some of them, and it's like, at the end of it, you're like, why was this an hour long? <laughs> the uh, DuckTales series finale, is, I believe, is a two-hour, oh, 90-minute series finale for DuckTales. I'm really but, sad. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's some of them that you just watch, and you're like, there was no reason for this to be an hour long. Um, either way, like I said, if, it, if it's as good as everything else, I'll be satisfied at the end of the day. Um. All I care about right now when I'm watching a Marvel show is, you know, will it live up to the same standards of quality as the stuff that came before it? Mm-hmm. Will this next episode have the same quality as the episode that came before? And will the episodes later all have that standard of quality? I don't like watching shows where the quality just peters off because the showrunners have basically given up. They've covered all the major plot points. and They're like, all right, well, we just need to put something here because our contract says we got to run 10 episodes. Um, And see, and that's the thing. That's where I kind of feel comfortable with. I I feel I I trust them to do well with this just because of Marvel since Disney is kind of since Kevin Feige has been in charge has kind of run like a a well-oiled machine. Everything is fitting in place. Everything's going how it should be. Um, 
in like besides a few missteps at the beginning, mm-hmm. I I don't think they've really had any bad any bad decisions since then. Um, yeah. Well, it's also great that the producers and the showrunners are learning from their previous mistakes. Mm-hmm. It's well, not just we made a mistake. Let's just double down on it and keep going with it because we want to make it the way we want to make it. Yeah. And I was going to say, there's the whole thing where, like, as kind of controlling as it is, um, Marvel has, like, these pre-planned ideas and things that they need to happen in every movie and every storyline that they're working on. Uh, and while some people are like, oh, that fe- I feel like that kind of ruins the creative freedom for these individuals, the, the directors or writers, they're kind of constraining them to what they need them to do. Uh there have been like people coming forward or other the writers and directors have been like oh no it's basically we need you to hit these plot points but do your thing yeah uh well, and i think it... that is a really good thing for how they they've been doing the movies yeah well think of it this way. I, I know i relate a lot of stuff to D lately but that's because i've learned a lot of story writing techniques from people who have been doing dm dungeon mastering and game mastering for years and in the newest edition of D, for example fifth edition right you have about 12-ish books of pre-written campaigns and so if you don't want to write a campaign from scratch you can pick one of these up but by no means does that mean like this campaign has only these things the characters in that campaign can ever do mm-hmm. and if they do anything outside of that the story will be ruined and there's no way to recover. Yeah. No, those stories cover things like here's the world that this exists in, here are the major characters, here's the background of this world, here's the history, that kind of stuff it covers. And here's the major plot points you need to get to the end of the campaign. But all that stuff in between is up to the DM and the players to fill in with their own imagination. Yeah. You know, so yeah. it's very much, you know, Disney is not railroading these creators to say you have to do exactly these things in this order. It's just saying, okay, we got to do these few things, but how you get there is entirely up to you. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, well, yeah, I, I'm excited to see next week. I, I just wanted to be next week so much. Um, I'm, I'm happy that we get two more episodes and then we have, I can't. I think. Hold on. Let me double check. Falcon Winter Soldier date. Yeah, we March nineteenth. Falcon Winter Soldier starts Mar- March nineteenth. So we basically mm-hmm. get this season, this series, finish this, ooh, this series, and then move on to another series. Um, so I'm excited to get another Marvel show, especially after such a good Marvel show. Uh, and like like you said, depending on how, if they land land the ending or whatever, I think people are going to be like, "Oh, okay, yeah, Marvel TV shows they work. <laughs> we don't need all we, everything doesn't have to be movies. We can do a whole season." And I'm like, "Hey, I think they already had that plan since they have got like 30 shows in the works." Um, yeah, well, that and TV shows just lend themselves to those long form stories mm-hmm. where you've got a lot more time to build on characters have them go through challenges and give them some real development yeah we can um, this is it's their way of basically silencing all the comic book fans that are like oh they don't do enough they aren't giving enough details it's like hey 
now we're doing TV shows. We can spend more time. We can break things down. We can be like, hey, this thing happens. This thing happens. This all leads to one thing. Oh, and now we can make it a movie. Or well, lead it into that, a movie. And the way that the original four Avengers phases ended with, you know, the death of Tony Stark, mm -hmm. right, is we've very much been set up now for a whole wave of new Avengers. Um, the young Avengers, so, even. Yeah, so these TV shows might be building up to that. I mean, Captain or Falcon and Winter Soldier very much build up to a, or at least seem to be building up very much to a new Captain America, mm -hmm. right? <clears throat> um, and if it isn't Falcon, they fuck up. Uh. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> um, I mean, who knows? We may see another passing of the shield. We have to see how that story plays out. Yeah. Um, what we do know is that you know, that series is very much geared towards a sort of buddy cop kind of theme. Mm -hmm. um, we've got, you know, Anthony Mackie doing what he does, playing up a very funny dude, more yeah. or less. Yeah. Sebastian Sand playing the more grizzled straight man who has a sense of humor about him, but also is like very much less amused by the things going on around him at all times. Yeah. Um, Everybody loves an odd couple. Yeah. And then we've got this this dynamic between Wanda and Vision, where we don't know where their relationship is going to end up after this. Especially because we don't know if Vision's going to how Vision is going <laughs> to end up after this. We we know that there have been tensions building. Um, that now Vision is very much intentionally being kept away from Wanda, um, which is clearly Agatha's fault at this point. Um, but you know, will there? I guess one of the big questions by the end of the series is, will their love actually continue? Will will it triumph over all this shit they've been through in this crazy-ass world? Yeah. Um, and nobody really knows. I mean, it would be tragic to me. I'd probably cry like a little fucking baby <laughs> if I had to watch Vision die again. <laughs> yeah, that's gonna suck. Um, especially if that happens in front of Wanda. Again, she oh, had to watch... No. She had to watch him die twice. She had to do it one of the two times. <laughs> yeah, she had to kill him once, then literally have Thanos fucking undo that, undo the biggest decision she could have made, the most painful decision she could have made, do it in such a callous and casual way mm -hmm. to get what he wanted. And now we have this situation that she's trapped in where I'm sure she's aware that if Vision leaves the Hex... You know he can't possibly survive. Yeah. Um. So that's a whole nother thing on top of this very very multi-layered cake at this point. <laughs> All right. Well, we should probably wrap it up. It's been absolutely. Yeah. Thank and also to these, just one more thing, real quick. Yeah. To the bots who keep jumping in our chat and trying to post links, we oh, have yeah. a night bot for a fucking reason. It's not <laughs> going to work. You did it during my stream on Friday, and it was very distracting and annoying. <laughs> so <laughs> just don't pay attention to it. I'm I'm trying my best not to. It just keeps showing up. I keep my phone open while we're streaming, so I can watch chat in two different places at the same time in case I miss anything. Mm -hmm. Um, but just guys with these fucking rando throwaway accounts, we know what you're trying to do. <laughs> Your fucking <laughs> links aren't going to work on our stream because of our night bot. It doesn't matter how many times you spam them; they're not coming through. And when I find out how to get into our main channel and get admin privileges... You have admin privileges. Well, I have admin privileges. That's right. <laughs> anyway, I have to find out how to ban people, basically. That's all I got to do. <laughs> um, 
<laughs> so, yeah. Thank you um, for joining us on another episode of Space Time Taco. <laughs> Follow us on all social media. Just search Space Time Taco. Uh, God damn it, Nate. Um, Feel yeah. free to donate to our coffee. Yeah, we got coffee. Give us coffee. We like coffee. I don't like coffee. I wish I could change it to Dr. Pepper. Um, <laughs> but yeah, we'll be back another two weeks. Um, oh, that's right. We're a Fortnite podcast. <laughs> that's how that's how uh face jam calls themselves because they only put out one every other week gotcha so we're technically we fall into that same category as a Fortnite podcast when i actually put the podcast out on time <laughs> um <laughs> thank you for joining us go inside and play video games Love you. Bye -bye. hey that's kim's you can't use kim's god damn it <laughs> fuck you oh <laughs>